Jesus came to this earth to do two things primarily. The first one was to seek and save the world. Pay the price for us so that we could have a relationship with God and make heaven our own. And the second was to build the church, establish the church, so that the church would move forward when he left. When Jesus was born, around the time of his birth, there were a lot of amazing signs about the birth of Jesus. And a lot of things happened that we talk about every year at Christmas time. But one of the interesting lines is that Mary pondered these things in her heart. She didn't necessarily run around and tell everybody about them. She just pondered them. She weighed them out. And so we find this story of, of a, a single pregnant young lady uh, and God doing these incredible things in her life. And in the course of that, Joseph comes alongside of her. And as God has moved in his life, he did things in amazing ways uh, in his life. And what we find, one of the lessons we find in that is that if you're open, God will reveal to you what you need to know when you need to know it. He won't always convince everybody else of it. But he'll reveal to you what you need to know when you need to know it. And then you can rest in it. Sometimes the best thing we do with some of that revelation is just weigh it out in our heart. Think about it. And continue to do the right they didn't go out and try to build an army around Jesus. They didn't try to put him on the throne. They, they just continued to write the Joseph first thing. And it is, is, is uh, eight days after he was born, he was circumcised. And the order of Abraham. They just did the right thing. This is what we're feeling like a big mistake a lot of times. Something happens in life, and maybe it's a trial, or maybe it's a test, maybe it's a revelation of God. They stop doing the right things. You know, they start pursuing this thing and trying to make it happen on their own instead of just do the right thing. A little while later, a few weeks later, they came and presented him at the tabernacle. Like we do a dedication. They dedicated and brought him to the tabernacle. They were just doing the right things. And we get this revelation at that moment that they were pretty poor because of the gift that they brought in. Even in that moment, a prophet, a prophet to speak over and over him. And most of the group, if not all the group, misses it. Doesn't understand what's going on in that very moment. It's most likely that sometime in the next year or two after that, that what we call the Magi, that what we call the three wise men, show up. And we, we say there's three because they brought gold, frankincense, and earth. There's nothing in the Bible that says there's three. There could have been 20 of them. We don't know. But some guys showed up and brought gifts. And the stirring of all of that that happened and the proclamation of who he is, real trouble began to happen. And the angel of the Lord tells Joseph, get out of here. Get out of town. And off they went to Egypt for a time. Uh, interestingly enough, most likely sponsored by the Golden Tracks. Well, after a time goes by, things calm down. The leader of the day is dead and gone. The one who's caused all the problems is off the scene. And they come back to Israel. And they go to Nazareth. And it's there that Jesus spends the next 
obscured. We know, we know very little about him at that time, other than he was growing in faith with God and men, most likely working as a carpenter in his, in his father's carpenter shop. It's about the age of 13 that they go into Jerusalem. And uh, while they're there, they're celebrating all these great feasts, and, and uh, they get ready to leave, and they leave, and they're about a day's journey out, and Joseph and Mary begin to look on things just with the crowd that they're traveling with. It's safer to travel with a group, and so they're in a group traveling. And they begin to look for things just for somebody in the group, and he's nowhere to be found. He is missing. He's on the side of the little girl. Jesus is not in the crowd. And they look for him and look for him, go back to Jerusalem, begin to search through the city for him. Finally, they go back. Uh, to the temple, and they, they and, and there they find him with a bunch of the, a group of the Pharisees and, and teachers around him. He's questioning them, they're questioning him. They're in this big discussion. This young boy, 13 years old, and Mary's like, You are making me pull my hair out. How can you do this to me? What is the deal? And Jesus' response is so classic and so insightful and so powerful. He looks at them and he says, Didn't you know? I would be that my father's business. Already. Already. I'm going to be that my Back to Nazareth. And another 16 years.
to deal with the temptation and to overcome the temptation. Now here's a warning. Many people fail in time of temptation or in time of trial for lack of knowing the word or lack of relying on the word. I've been around this thing for a long time. We're in a battle. The enemy wants to deceive you. The enemy wants to lie to you. I've seen people come to church for years. You think they're solid. They're rock solid. You think this person will never falter. They'll never, and then a trial comes or a temptation comes. Something disappointing comes. And they begin to make excuses for actions and excuses for the way they're living. And, they, and before long, they're so far from what's godliness that anybody who knows anything about the Word has to say they've completely fallen away. What happened? They didn't lean into the Word. They leaned into some other answer for that hurting part of their life. They leaned into some other answer for an answer in their life. They leaned away from God and said an end to God. They didn't use the Word of God to guide them. They didn't speak in the issue when temptation came right into their face. They didn't look at it and go, you're not really an answer. You're temptation. Sometimes in the hurt of our life, we see something come our way and we go, that's the answer. When if you knew the Word, you'd know the truth. You'd know the truth. It's for your destruction. And you're thinking, I've been praying for this, or I've been thinking about this, and you haven't listened to the Word at all. It's dangerous to not know the Word. We need to know the Word. So Jesus uses the Word, and we should use the Word. Now, Jesus would begin His ministry coming out of there. He would begin it alone. He'd begin to go into cities alone. And, and, he, and His teaching would be powerful, and would have great confirmation of His authority through healing power and Things were happening in his ministry. And then he crossed progresses to his hometown. And for some reason, the miracles that are happening every place else don't happen there. And he kind of makes this proclamation that the prophets without honor in his own community, and they get kind of ticked off at him. And if it wasn't for the intervention of the Spirit of God, they would have taken him out and killed him. First of all, you've got Peter, who we know is this boisterous, 
and tenacious fishermen. They'll always speak about them saying something on just a moment's note. He's the only other guy that we know of in the world history of mankind to walk on water besides Jesus. The only other guy. I've wondered about his logic in that moment many, many times. See, this is the scene. They are crossing the sea. A storm has come up. The wind's blowing. The waves are beating against their small little boat. They're trying to get across the sea. They're worried and they're afraid. This lightning's coming. This rain is is coming. This wind is blowing. And out in that midst of all of that, they see a figure walking across the water. Now, listen, they're already worried about the storm. They're already worried about the water. They're already worried worried about the wind. They're already worried. And now, there's something out there. Would that freak you out? That would freak me out. It freaked them out. I mean, this is not normal. And they're like, what is this? This is a ghost. It's a ghost. It's some ghost. What, what does this mean? And Jesus says to them, boy, 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 calm down. It's just me. Now, here's Peter's logic. Okay, Jesus, if it's really you, call me out to you. So think about that for a moment. You're getting out of a boat on a stormy night to prove an unidentified presence is who he claimed to be. The other guys in the boat had this had to go, what did he just say? What? And, and this presence says, okay, come on. And impetuous Peter does what? He climbs out of the boat. Now, if it's not who he claimed to be, what's going to happen to, to Peter? He's going to sink, and there's going to be nobody there to save him. Fortunately for Peter, he gets to walk on the water, but then he makes a drastic mistake. Which many of us do in the time storm. We look away from Jesus. And when we look away from Jesus, all he's got to do is that he's going to sink and run. Fortunately for Peter and Jesus' mercy,
vicious sons of thunder, ready to call down fire from heaven. Jesus, if you want us to, we'll call down fire from heaven and destroy those cities. Ready to wipe out cities. Ambitious to the point that they want to sit in the new kingdom, one on one side of the throne and the other on the other side of the throne. That's important here to know. All of them, all 12 of them, you know what they thought? They thought Jesus, this miracle worker, was going to set up an earthly kingdom. They didn't get it. They didn't know what he was really coming to do. They thought he was going to throw off the power of Rome, and they were going to be in on the ground floor of this amazing restoration of Israel. That not getting it was a constant among them and something Jesus was always dealing with with them. James would end up being the first martyr of the twelve and John would be the only one who wasn't a martyr. They were the inner circle that got to see the transfiguration. And still in time lived. Matthew, the tax collector, was this guy who helped collect taxes for Rome. And when you read the New Testament carefully, you see that there's this category that they would use about Jesus to condemn him, his political adversaries. He eats with sinners and prostitutes and tax collectors. And then he has Simon the Zealot who is the guy who's just looking for a rebellion to join. This is kind of like forming a small group that meets every day, and one of the people in it being a radical Hillary supporter and the other being a radical Trump supporter, and you're putting them in a group together. There's going to be some interesting conflict in there.
story after story, molding them, calling them, preparing them, putting vision in them, and they still missed what Jesus was saying. And listen, this was Jesus talking. They stumbled. They missed the point. They were confused right up to his very death. It wasn't until after his resurrection and him spending more time after he had died and being resurrected that teaching on the, that, that teaching on the kingdom began to really come and to begin to gel and to solidify in their life and that they, that they even got most of it. And they still stumbled over the Gentile thing. God still had to come back and, and move miraculously in them and say, guys, one more time, let me get this up, let me get this straight. The kingdom's open to everybody. To everyone. But they still stumble. What was that all? If I had Jesus, I would listen. If I had Jesus, I, I, I would just soak it all in and be so great to sit at his feet. You have a Bible? church isn't a place where the Christians come and lick their wounds. The church is a place where we come and understand our orders and where we do the work of the kingdom. For the church to be on mission, the church has to be on the word. We have to understand what the word is, what it says, and how it teaches us. And we have to grow in it. For you to be on mission, and in the mission God has called you to be in, you have to be full of the Word, because you have to walk in the spirit of the Word. Let me warn you. I know people, you probably do too, that sometimes guest speakers that come to They're experts on one point of the Word. I was amazed growing up. We'd have somebody come in. They'd be an expert on teaching about money. They, they come in and they teach us, you know, how we should handle money in a godly way and do things. And they, they just be, oh, this is amazing. Then you see them handling their kids and you go like, oh, what is that? 
baptism of the Spirit and the gift of the Spirit and blow your mind. Just blow your mind. And our marriage might be a wreck. It might just be a disaster. Might be, and the back room might be rude and unkind. I said, my dad said a few of them. I said, I'm not brother. Time the newspapers open, there's some. Oh, you have to look at mine right up with this one over here. And you're just wearing it. And uh, 15 minutes later, your eyes are rolling around your head and you're going, and their life's a disaster. Listen, we need the fullness of the world. What do you say, darling? Make me in the man you have to be. Make me in the purpose of your God. Help me apply your Exactly like the world. And they're 
that's not in you, too. His Word. His Word isn't in you. And you're not following it. And a great crash is what comes. But the storm is coming. And it does in all of our lives. The foundation is weak because of the lack of the Word. Listen, I don't want to read books about the Word. I do read books about the Word. But those books help, help inform me so I can look at the Word and go, is this foundational? They don't correct me. They're not the foundation. The Bible's the foundation. There's many, many times I'll be sitting there reading the Word and go, ah, no, 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 that, all that other stuff's good. That right there, I'm not paying attention to that. Because that's not what the Word says. You need to know the Word. As long as God gives me strength and favor, I will lead this church by following His Word.
you are. And I've been praying this week that God can put somebody in my seat that day. Show the love of Christ in my life. And that's how you go share faith. And we need to have the talk with people like that. But let God lead you to somebody that you can just serve them in Jesus' name. You can just bless them some way in Jesus' name. And in it, if perchance they ask you what God has said, you know what, my pastor showed me a closer this way, challenging me to show the love of Jesus to somebody, and I decided to show it to you. Lord, you want to fill our community with love. And the first thing we can do is love people and serve them. And I challenge you this week to love somebody and serve them. Father, we bow our hearts before you today. And we thank you for this great quality of our lives. In your word, and Lord, we listen. This is something the Bible says that will help you give your word to the beginners in this. stand before God, if you haven't surrendered to Jesus, your eternity is lost. No matter how many good things you've done, no matter how nice a guy you've been, no matter how much better you've been than all your neighbors, there's only one hope. It's in Jesus and Jesus alone. That's what the Bible says. So I give you this chance today. With all the love in my heart and all your soul, that's true. I give you this chance boldly for you to say yes today. I want to put my faith in Jesus to be my Lord and Savior for my eternity and for my today. If that's you, just raise your hand and say, Pastor, I'm going to give you today. Lord, I'm going to pray. I know you do. I'm going to cross this thing today. I'm going to tell you this. Cross the battle with you on Sunday today. Father, you know the condition of every heart in this room. God, if every one of us are saying, let us get on mission. Let us get on mission to proclaim your name to people who do not know you. If there's somebody here today, Father, that they've not accepted you in their life yet, Lord, I know so many stories of people 